Last week on February 6th, 2022, my friend Jerry Cahoot passed away. He passed away that Sunday afternoon, and I found out Monday, Monday morning, from his wife, Danelle. I had texted Jerry um, Friday before he had passed, just checking up on him, but I was unaware of what he was going through at the time. Um, but I had texted him Friday, and I didn't hear back. Jerry and I had kept in touch um, off and on these past six, seven months since we did the interview a lot of texting and, and social media messages. Um, and it was always just a quick, you know, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Since the interview, he had quit FedEx and he had um, taken on the responsibility of becoming a full-time caregiver, full-time, full-time for his parents. Um And I texted him Friday, didn't hear back. Monday morning, I get a text from his phone, but it's Danelle informing me. Um, And like a lot of us, I was stunned and confused and angry. Um... You know, he had gotten really sick, but nobody expected, you know, I remember him telling me and I remember thinking, you know, you'll pull through. I think that's what we always think whenever somebody is not feeling well. You never really think of the worst. And Jerry was one strong strong-minded dude man he, he I never imagined that I would be talking about my friend in the third person right now or I would be talking about him in the past tense um and so I I'm I'm doing this because for a couple of reasons one um, I, I felt obligated to speak about Jerry and remember him because he was that important to me. Um, and just because I have an obligation or I feel an obligation to do so doesn't mean I have the right. So I, I made sure that Jerry's wife was okay with me doing this. And she did. She gave me her blessing. But I wanted to remember him. Two, because I know a lot of people that worked with Jerry that where I work are feeling a little bit or maybe a lot like how I'm feeling right now. And I think the past week 
have just been going through the motions. And going to work and help with that. Unfortunately, there's a lot that I remember about Jerry from work. And I'm not going to stand on a soapbox and cry. Because as much as I know that I'm hurting and a lot of Jerry's friends are hurting. Jerry's family is the priority right now. And I can only imagine their hurt and loss. And that's what something like this does. It kind of puts things into perspective. Or not even kind of. It most definitely does. And it's made me think of a lot of things. And maybe one day I can get into that. But I don't want to do that now. Because this isn't about me. It's about the impact that Jerry had on my life and others. Um, Jerry's episode for the podcast was a favorite amongst a lot of people because Jerry was probably the most vulnerable and open to talk about his journey. And if you want to listen to his journey, you go ahead and I and listen to it. I don't want to get into the ins and out ins and outs of that because I want to remember him. Um Jerry's ability to allow you to see himself in a vulnerable state and be open and honest and scared. Because he was a little nervous to do that, but he knew what the end game was of that. It was to help somebody. Jerry was always the type of guy to think of how somebody could use some help and what he could do or what could he do to help. And I think working with Jerry, myself and a lot of other guys, had an opportunity to see that on display. The camaraderie, the teamwork, the brotherhood, the wanting to make sure you were good, listening to you, being an, an ear, you know, listening to someone vent, giving advice. He would do that in these small little windows that at least for me, I knew how important it was. I just didn't realize how important it was until he was gone. And I began to think back. But Jerry opened up to me about a lot of things, obviously. And I opened up to him about a lot of things as well. And we would share conversations. We would share 
and we would share conversations that we had with our children, you know, the similarities with our children uh, and being a husband and stories about marriage. You know, I could still see him sitting in the break room at work. Just talking about whatever. He wasn't one to talk too much. He's always a good conversationalist. But I miss those conversations. Uh, especially because a lot of those conversations took place before I knew anything really about him. And he would be giving advice when he was dealing with uh, maintaining the, the structure that he had built for himself. Because considering everything had Jer- uh, considering everything that Jerry had gone through... And to get to where he was, that's work every day. It's not like you succeed and then you get to relax. He was enjoying his life, but it was structured. He needed to maintain that structure. And that's what was admirable. And I'm going to miss his presence in moments where I could use that advice. And I think a lot of people... Um, that I work with feel the same way. And I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just assuming. After our interview, we would talk about getting together. And we tried a couple times to plan it. But it would always either fall through or just the timing wasn't right. And I wish we would have done that. I wish I would have pushed more. And that was on me. And I feel bad. I I feel horrible that I, I didn't push more. You know, the thing about this life is that as much as we talk about tomorrow isn't promised. And as much as we talk about don't leave on a bad note. And I'm not saying Jerry and I left on a bad note. I'm just saying that the, the the proverbial way of looking at life that we all know, those 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 things that you want to make sure you don't do, you know. You want to keep in touch, you want to say I love you, you want to let the person know how you feel, you want to make memories because you don't know what tomorrow holds. As much as we know that, we we really don't practice that effectively to a on a daily basis some of us don't maybe i shouldn't say all of us but maybe i should just say me maybe that's what i'm trying to say here is i don't do that like i should jerry was a kind man very generous he somehow always made you feel like he had enough time to talk and at work jerry was a one hard working dude. That man was all about teamwork, was all about hustle, would not leave if he saw one of us that needed help and he was told to go home. He'd go drive over and help somebody. Very stoic. He wasn't loud, but he wasn't quiet. You know what I mean? He talked about his family all the time. That man loved his family. That's one of the things that we connected on with is he would talk about Danelle 
and his kids constantly. His son and his daughter. I don't want to mention their names because I don't know. I don't you know I don't know how they would feel about that. But he has a son and a daughter that he would talk about a lot, and he would show pictures and and you know. As fathers, we would do that during our lunch break sometimes. Just talk about, like I said, we talk about family shit. And this past week, I'm like in this denial that the world no longer has that. For whatever reason, God wanted him home. And I think most of us will have a hard time understanding that. But that only shows the level of impact that he had on our lives. Jerry. That just goes to show how much he meant to us. When you're having a hard time saying goodbye to somebody or understanding why they're gone. Jerry was only early 50s, 51, 52. He was young. He was young and he had a whole life ahead of him. And with everything he had gone through, everything that he had to fight and own up to and pay and climb back into life and regain things in life, after all of that, now he's gone. And that's what hurts. But if there's one thing that I often do this past week is I try to think about what Jerry would be saying right now. And I believe wholeheartedly that Jerry would be looking at all of us right now and he'd tell you, what the fuck are you doing crying for me? I'm good. Don't cry for me. Don't cry for me. I can hear him cussing at us and telling us not to fucking sweat it. You know what I mean? I I could see him with that smirk. Jerry Cahoot was my friend. And I am grateful for his presence in my life. And I'm grateful that I was alive at a time that I got to witness Jerry be great. And I got to witness Jerry embrace his family and his family embrace him 
And I guess that's the good thing about this experience is that as much as it hurts, we got to see him do good. And granted, I met Jerry six, seven years ago, so I only knew him for a small window. But when he would talk about his marriage with Danelle and the the pictures that you see of them, you can tell that that's true love. And I know that that he was able to get back to where he was with the ride or die woman by his side. And that's a fantastic story. And there's so many more things we can look at here. The love that his children had for him. And he spoke about missing time with his kids and trying to trying to get that back and taking his time and knowing that it wasn't going to be easy. You know, those are words of somebody that that had humility, that knew he didn't he, he knew if things weren't going to be as easy as he wanted them to. That's a characteristic of somebody that's that's worthy of admiration. And I promise you, I'm not using this opportunity to um, vent and cry. I'm just, I'm missing my friend, Jerry. There's a lot of us that are missing our friend, Jerry. There's somebody that's missing her husband, Jerry. And there are two children missing their father, Jerry. Parents missing their son, Jerry. And a lot of us missing our friend, Jerry. And what that shows me is that he touched a lot of people's lives. And so I'll continue to remember Jerry. Uh, I'll never go. I'm never going to forget this man. And it's put things into perspective where I'm going to start looking at life a little differently and start prioritizing even more what I feel is important and work for it. Because that's what Jerry did. That's what Jerry did. And I'm not going to waste any time but the time that I have on this earth with this life putzing around when I know Jerry did what he did and changed his life around. This life is fragile. And life is short. Even when you live a long life, it goes like that. But most importantly, guys, this life isn't ours. We're on borrowed time. So when you wake up in the morning, be thankful that you could do that. When you go to bed at night, be thankful that you live the day and hope that you could wake up in the morning again. There's a clip that I wanted to share from when I spoke to Jerry last in the interview. It's a small little clip, but it's a very important part of the interview that stood out to me when I was finally able to listen to the interview again. And I just want to, I want to ride out with 
this part so we can hear Jerry talk. Um, but to give it context, he's he's pretty much just talking about not taking things for granted and what he experienced after everything and how he was able to appreciate things. And it's very beautiful to me. So I just wanted to share it for you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen. For those of you who don't know Jerry, they just know of Jerry through the interview and they've heard and sent their condolences. I appreciate that. I I know Danelle and the kids and Jerry's family appreciate all the love and support. There is a GoFundMe for Jerry and his family. I'm going to put that in the description um, of this episode. And I'm also going to share it on social media. If you could, whatever you can, just take some time and donate whatever you can to Jerry's family. Um, yeah. So. All right. All right. Y'all be safe. And here's Jerry. One last time for y'all. There's a lot more to appreciate in life than you think there is. You know what I mean? You, you, you take for granted the smallest little thing in the world. Like I told, like I told this story one time when I came home, um, my wife, you know, I got home and, and, and my wife's like, well, what do you want to do? I said, man, I want to go to the grocery store. I'll go to the fucking grocery store. I want to pick out this and that. We walked around giant for 45 minutes, Felix, and I didn't have nothing in the fucking cart. Cause I didn't know what the fuck to grab. Cause I ain't had that kind of a fucking. Yeah. I I, I didn't have that ability to pick mm. and choose. There was so much to pick and choose. Like it was little shit like that. Like, yeah. you know, it, it was little things like that that was like whoa. You know, it started clicking in my mind, and I started thinking about things, and and that was the kind of stuff that you know made me appreciate a lot more in life. You know, people take grant people take for granted a lot of things. You know, and, and sometimes I wish people would sit back and like really reflect on what they have. You know, my, my, I feel blessed as to where I'm at right now in my life, even with the surgeries and all that, because I've gone from losing everything. And when I mean everything, I mean a house, my jobs, my money, having to go rent a fucking house, you know, trying to find a place before I got locked up for my family. Like I lost everything. And I've got it pretty good now. You know what I mean? Now, I've busted my balls to get where I'm at. But sure. I, you know, I feel lucky that I had the second chance to do that. Jerry, if you hear me, I love you. And I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>